0: Welcome again to Music Ally Focus with me, Joe Sparrow, Music Ally writer and general layabout, and Stuart Dredge, Music Allies editor and one man music biz analysis, Media Node. Hi, Stu. I've
1: never been described as that
0: before. (laughs) I'm trying to to mix it up. Well, Music Ally Focus has the same approach as Music Ally, which is providing an analysis-rich guide to the music business in as brief uh, as possible. Uh, So this podcast should take about the same time as it takes to bathe a reluctant baby, as I discovered this week. So, Stu, uh, we're going to talk about the, I think it's the fourth round now of the UK Parliamentary Inquiry into Streaming Economics. Uh, Stu is now, he's reported on all of these and is now known in political circles as the Inquiry Whistler um so Stu, what happened there was we had a uh, another round of the inquiry with um three of the big streaming services
1: being uh, grilled by mps there weren't as many fireworks or gotcha moments or blood on the floor whatever the kind of metaphor people use about these things there weren't wasn't really any of that like they none of them got um lambasted like the kind of youtube executive did last hearing so there was no kind of one where the MPs just shouted at them, uh, and there were no real gotcha moments either. But there was kind of a lot of nuance and, and some interesting stuff that, that I think lets us see where it's leading. And so one example is user centric payouts, where pretty much all three of them said, "Yeah, we, we're, we're, we've been looking at this. We're up for discussions on it. We're not against the idea of user centric." Um, with some caveats that everyone has to agree, which maybe is the get out clause, like you can say, Oh, we're open to it and look good and know that everyone else isn't going to agree, so you probably won't have to do it. So that's yeah. the only risk in, in in reading too much into them all saying they they're up for it.
0: Perhaps it's not a massive surprise that they're into use that they're open to user-centric payments because essentially it doesn't change anything. They pay the same amount of money out, just in a different way, don't they?
1: This is one of the arguments for it. It's not that it will radically change the distribution of money because I think everything that we've seen says it it won't that much. But it's partly because it feels fairer, but also it's a really strong message saying, right, you your listening goes to your artists now. Like it should be, it's not a marketing line in terms of, one over the other because they all need to do it at the same time but it's a marketing line of like this is why you should pay for streaming music because your money really will go to your artists you listen to now so it could be a really positive moment in in getting more people to pay well that's it isn't it yeah yeah. it could drive more money
0: in because people realise that they have a direct connection with the artists they love yeah. and therefore they make more money which
1: is, which is a good yeah. thing the one thing that's really come across I think is no one has got to the bottom of why it hasn't been tried like Deezer didn't speak at the inquiry so they couldn't be asked on the record why have? Why couldn't you do it? Who refused? Which would have been really fascinating to find out exactly which labels have said no. Well,
0: but it, it, it's clear that that's what the problem is, isn't it? That, that, that there's a holdout that some of the majors are holding out on user centric.
1: Well, that's it, and, and, and that was just a test in one country with recordings only. So I think it feels like an an important moment of. Uh, because all three of these DSPs said we are open to discussing user centric. Earlier in the hearings, uh, David Joseph, Universal Music's UK boss, he was spoke very warmly about user centric and said he would like such a model. So there is definitely some momentum where there hasn't been before. And now I'm not sure what the M- that the committee of MPs can do to make a trial happen. I'm not sure how they mm. how they progress I think now it's about the industry sitting down together and saying we're going to properly try this and here's how it work. Uh, so it so it that's could at least the move,
0: it, move the conversation and the and the and the sort of collaboration along a little bit, which is what we've been sort of the logjam we've, we've experienced so far with user centric. Um, what about yeah. it, it, let's just ask, ask the question straight, Stu? Is a stream a sale or a rental? What What have we learned?
1: <laughs> I think we've learned. Well, do you know? I think the a few people said this, not just DSPs. That it's neither. It's not a sale or a rental. So it's a mm. new thing. It's a stream. Uh, and that's much more difficult because basically, what what you're asking when you say is it a sale or rental? Like this affects how much goes to the artists and how it's how it's divided and how it works. So it's an important question. But what you're saying, if it's is it a sale or rental, you're saying which of these two existing boxes is it? And the answer is actually it's a new box, and now someone needs to decide how that box opens. This metaphor doesn't really work when you stretch it out. But so I think that's where we are. I think that sounds very sensible. Like a stream isn't like is isn't a CD sale. It's not a rental, it's not a radio play. It is something different. And that's where this has been decided in private negotiations between labels and DSPs back at the beginning of streaming with Spotify. Yeah. And again, the MPs sort of tried to get to the bottom of that and didn't, um, mainly because Spotify's speaker yesterday, Horacio Gutierrez, he wasn't there then. So we had this very simple answer, was like, I wasn't there, I don't know what was said yeah. in the room. Um, but, so I think that's, that's one of the other challenges to see where the committee goes with this report is like, what do you say? If you say a stream is a new thing and we need a new piece of copyright law to define it and also to define how the money is split up, um, that's a really interesting challenge. And 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 I, I wonder, I, I'd I'd love them to take that on and figure it out and come up with something that works. It's sort of promising, isn't it? That the,
0: the fact that it's being looked into at this kind of high level in a major music market means that we could actually start to define in in a in a in a, simple, in a much more useful sense. How what a stream is, how it works and how it's connecting in the broader scope of the music industry because a lot of the frustrations that we're rightly hearing from various sides of the of the market are, I'm getting streamed this many times and not getting enough money for it. Well, we don't really know what a stream is in, in a, as a sort of value point or in terms of the users, do we?
1: There are arguments on both sides that are important to consider. So, for example, ex- it's idea of equitable remuneration, yeah splitting... Which rose its head again, split- didn't it? This, yeah, this session. Which, is, which is related to stream or sale or rental. So do artists get 50% like they do from radio play? And one thing the labels said, uh, and they said it again in their submissions this morning that were published yesterday, was that the problem with that is it's overseen by a collecting society who can't really walk away from negotiations. Uh, and the, the, their worry there is that actually, if you have, if streaming comes out from remuneration, you may get less money because you can't take your catalogue away and say, no, we're not doing it and that is a, a valid point i think and it was interesting to see tom gray who wrote his piece for mdw yesterday mm-hmm. he was addressing that and saying well actually there are there are some issues with negotiations you know having the power to negotiate and this and he was starting to think about well, how do we deal with that so in a way i feel like both sides are even if they don't always know it edging towards a compromise of okay how do we how do we do this without tearing up the label's budgets to invest in artists, which again is a valid point. They do invest in artists and and suddenly losing lots of money would be an issue for them. But at the same time, even a smaller shift towards, I think Tom Gray was saying 75% uh, to labels and 25% to artists. Even that kind of small shift could be really meaningful for artists. So I I feel like, and maybe I'm just an optimist, but I I can see this path opening up to... Exploring this not as a thing that suddenly destroys the labels and not as a thing that, that keeps artists in penury, but there is a middle road maybe for this. But it's going to require quite sensitive, nuanced copyright legislation that has everyone's backing. And that's where, you know, that's where the pessimist in me goes, Oh, God, there could be a shit show ahead.
0: But at least we, at least if there is a shit show ahead, we have the shit show where we actually, we sort of airing the uh, well the shit i guess and we can actually sort of see what <laughs> what everyone thinks and, and 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 how people deal with it i mean we've been this is four rounds of the inquiry round it does now mm. and it does feel like they've spoken to all the major
1: stakeholders where do we go now what is the next step after this we don't really know if that was the last hearing yet, but my perception is it probably was, unless they want to call someone back now and pursue things, which they could. Um, right. So there'll be a report, I believe, that the committee will produce a report and recommendations. And that's kind of another key point. They're going to produce recommendations, which then is down to the government to go ahead with, um, or, or possibly private members' bills. So, like, whatever the committee says should happen won't necessarily happen. It will need to then be turned into legislation and voted through and again this can be at the mercy of all kinds of things you know as we saw with the Brexit legislation you know things can change um so there's a long road ahead to turning whatever they decide should happen into what is actually happening um and I think I've come out of this with a sense of I think like, like you said we've got a much better sense of where everyone's concerns are and sometimes those concerns can be put down to self-interest. Like I'm doing well from the, the way things are. I don't want to change it. But actually, from the labels, from everyone, we, we've seen arguments saying, "Well, this is where we see the problems of, of changing things." And that gives us something to attack. That gives us something to kind of tackle. To say, yeah. "Okay, if these are the problems with ER, how do we fix? How do we how do we fix those before it's put in place?" I really am hopeful that some good can come out of this, and it won't just be. Business as usual, and it won't be something that rips up the industry in a bad way. I feel that there is definitely the scope, but it is. I mean, I don't envy the MPs their job now because they've got to go away and, and put all this together and then and then drill that down into right. Here are two or three things we think can make a difference, and we need yeah. everyone to back them.
0: And and I guess the one of the interesting things that stood out to me from watching these is that the the MPs are really seem to be starting from the perspective of the artist, and they've listened. They they keep bringing the artist's arguments back again and again and again. And, and, and they're really keeping it at that level, which it does feel like, I mean, who knows, but it feels like their recommendations are going to be keeping everybody in that value chain in mind with, a, with an eye on improving things as they see it for the artist, doesn't it? So it's going to be fascinating to see what they actually recommend.
1: Yeah, it must be. I, I was thinking it must be really weird to be Nadine Shah during this inquiry, because every yeah. since she was in the first session and every time since she's been cited in every single thing, the MPs have brought up her testimony. And it was weird because in a weird way, like she gave a very powerful testimony, you know, I, her testimony was basically I am an awards nominated critically acclaimed artist. I, I make good music, you know, like not just that I think so, but other people think so. And I'm struggling to live. And that was a really powerful argument because that is the nub of it. Like mm. great artists making great music may not stream well. So what do we, how do we support them? Uh, and that's been a really interesting sort of thing to keep coming back to, because yeah. it's true that there are loads of artists, lots of artists who are doing well from streaming. And, and I, I wish we'd heard from some of those at this inquiry, not, not for just for balance, but also because I think to understand why some artists are doing well and why others are not. Would be, would be very valuable to this overall picture of what's going on.
0: Everyone involved has been very studious, not to say, well. Wow, Nadine Shah is a great artist, which she is, and she has loads of awards, which she does, and, and she deserves them, but she doesn't get enough streams to take her to the point where she has the money she's happy with based on the model we have. And there's all these artists over here that, that aren't critically acclaimed that are, are getting 10 or 100 times the streams she is and, and making comfortable livings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, they definitely should put me in charge of the streaming services. and, you know, saying who makes the money. Like, you know, that artist is yeah. rubbish. <laughs> negative. No, but like, but you mentioned about not happy with. Them. I mean, I think the point she was making was like, she can't live on it. She can't live. She can't stay in a career. You know, she'd have to go and do something yeah. else. And it's that middle tier of artists who make good music. And how do they have a career that isn't just about, well, live will sort us out. Who cares about streaming? So I think, and I think there is definitely, if that is the result, if like, if we have... People who make good music not feeling hopeless. Um, that would be a super outcome. And I think, like I say, the yeah. MPs have had that in mind. I also think, um, and again, I end up always walking the fence for this. Like, I also think the labels play a really important role in investing in stuff and actually helping artists again. Mm-hmm. We've heard about bad contracts and dodgy dealings and, and kind of exploitation in, in the bad sense of the word. But labels do also do wonderful things to help artists get to the world. So we don't want to, we don't want to, we want to give them the power to do that in a fair way. We want to give the streaming services the ability to keep growing and keep getting people to pay for music. All these people are important. Like there's, there's no, there are no villains. Like YouTube has many, many good, great things about it, even though it was, the, it was the one thing that was consistently kicked by everyone else, like yes. the labels, the industry bodies, even the even Apple yesterday, which is quite fun. Um, but you like so there's. I really do. I, I really do hope. The report that comes out isn't about villains and heroes. Mm. How do we build something brilliant rather than how do we punish X or Y? Yeah.
0: Well, yes, it will be fascinating to see. And of course, as you know, politicians are above scoring cheap populist points <laughs> to gain favour. So <laughs> I'm sure they'll give a completely
1: balanced view. I, hasn't it been interesting? I mean you can tell me this, what do you think? Like I, I it's been interesting to me seeing a select committee at work, because it's not something I spent hours and hours of my life watching. No. And it's interesting, like getting a sense of the personalities involved, getting a sense of the, the kind of questions they ask. You know, there were there were a couple who I wanted to throw shoes at the screen whenever they appeared and asked questions. There were there were a few there that were like, oh, that's a really sharp question. I wonder, like it was it was really interesting for me to see how how these people who are who are making these policies and recommendations how they operate this.
0: It's been completely fascinating, uh, particularly when one MP. Uh, tried to bypass Spotify's customer service by asking how to turn off autoplay on his Spotify account, which, which I mean, I think <laughs> I would probably have done the same thing in, in, if I was in his position. So if you found that useful and uh, want more of Stew's in-depth news and trusted analysis waiting for you in your inbox every morning, uh, as well as access to all of Music Ally's industry-leading reports, head on over to musically.com forward slash subscribe. Indie labels, artist managers, or publishers might be eligible for free sponsored complimentary subscriptions as well we also have a free weekly email the knowledge which rounds up a soup of the best analysis news and insight from music ally so sign up and impress your boss links are in the description as always uh, that's it from me joe sparrow and uh, from stew dredge until next time farewell everybody